You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey there, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And surprise, we found a few more spooky fan theories. So rather than Freaky Fridays, the remainder of October will have Monster Mondays, Weird Wednesdays, and Frightening Fridays. Oh, nice. we went a level up on Friday. Yes. It's not freaky. Yes. It's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, then I get to kick it off on Monster Monday. Uh, talking mm-hmm. about Werewolf by Night. So Ooh, this is fresh, hot off the press stuff. Brand yes. new. So, so if you haven't watched Werewolf by Night yet, you might want to stop this spoilers. recording right now. <laughs> yeah. Go watch it and then come back and listen to this. And, and you'll thank us because you watched yes. it because it's so good. Oh, yes, please do. It's so fantastic. And we deserve the praise Such for a good it. Movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, the director's name is Michael as well. So, I mean, there is and, that. When and your one name Mi- is Michael. When one Michael succeeds, when one Michael succeeds, we all succeed. Like Michael Myers in Halloween and he killed people. Sure. Okay. Sure. Just want to confirm. <laughs> and the lead actress's name is Laura, kind of mm-hmm. close to Laura. Yeah. And yeah. my name is Spencer, and no one in this production is named that. True. There's I that. Think one of the gaffers might have been named Spencer. Mm. <laughs> No, the best boy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, like I said, this is from Werewolf by Night. Uh, this theory is that the Bloodstone has chaos magic. <gasps> Whoa. Ooh, and um, I think, Spencer, you stumbled across this, correct? I did stumble. I, um, I did bruise my knee a little bit, but I picked myself back up and sent this over to Lara to uh, see if she liked it. And I guess she did. She didn't tell me she didn't. And to transcribe it, because <laughs> yeah. this came from a video from Screen Crush. Uh, so oh, the authors of this theory are Colton Ogburn and Ryan Airy. Uh, so they say, and so of course you noticed the stone is red, uh, the only color in this black and white world. This selective saturation is often called the Pleasantville effect after the 1990s film. In that movie, Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon are transported into a 1950s sitcom that they unintentionally modernize. As they do, people, places, and objects in the town are colorized, leading to rampant metaphors. Oh, my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best kind of metaphor. Mm -hmm. Yes, rampant. Um, This effect was used to great effect years earlier in the masterpiece Schindler's List. And in that film, red is used to show an object of singular importance. It's the red coat of a child that inspires Oscar Schindler to see the persecuted Jews as human beings. And we've seen this effect in the MCU before in WandaVision. And Thor Love and Thunder. 
Oh, when they go to that planet with Gore? Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, kind uh, of. Color there? Mm-hmm. So, in episode two of WandaVision, various objects in Wanda's sitcom reality were colorized. There was the drone from the outside world and the blood on... It said the blood on this hand. That's what they said in the video because they were showing the clip. I think it's that lady that's like the head of the HOA or whatever. Mm-hmm. The blonde yeah, I think lady. You're right. mm-hmm. That oh hey so uh, spoiler alerts if you haven't watched WandaVision mm. maybe don't listen to this theory too. I, this this our <laughs> podcast is yeah. a spoiler one giant spoiler so. <laughs> Just assume there's spoilers in every theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just assume you should watch stuff. Um, so, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, blood on the hand. Uh, in each instance, these moments represented an incursion from the outside world. Okay. Uh, but yeah. the most significant colorization in the episode was at the end when Wanda kissed Vision, impregnating herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mommy, where do babies come from? Oh, you kiss a robot. <laughs> so uh she kissed vision impregnated herself and then colorized first them and then the entire world this is an instance of wanda's red chaos magic bringing color into a colorless world making me Mm. as in our authors here wonder if the bloodstone is yet another relic of chaos magic in multiverse of madness we learned that the elder god Cthon, kind of like Cthulhu, I think, mm-hmm. was yeah. his the... older brother. Cthon, <laughs> <laughs> turn your music down. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the source of Wanda's <laughs> chaos magic. Cthon was, and in the comics, Cthon was one of the first beings to ever walk the earth. So, what if in the MCU, Cthon is one of the oldest beings in the universe, and his red chaos magic is tied to the Reality Stone? The ether, which was created at the Big Bang, meaning that the blood bloodstone could be another aspect of this energy, another dark chaos remnant of a power that can reshape reality into a force for chaos. That's interesting. Mm, interesting. Did y'all ever even like think about that? Make that no. connection when you saw the red? Michael's gonna on, say yes, I did. That's the first on Werewolf thing I by of. Madness. Yeah. Well, or, or, no, or, or, not werewolf by night. Sorry, werewolf by night. Yeah, actually, of mad I, werewolves. it did. Yes, uh, no, it it did cross my mind uh, when I was watching it because, um, I mean, first off, it is set in the MCU. Even if it is kind of a one-off uh, side story, uh, I I still think there could be a connection there. Um, and like they said in the theory, the biggest connection you can make when uh, it's in the same universe as the MCU is the reality stone and, and the chaos magic. So, I mean, it makes sense to me. Honestly, it was really cool the way they put the two scenes side by side first of Wanda kissing vision and then the scene becoming colorized. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. right next to that, they put Elsa sitting down in the chair, holding the bloodstone and the colors seeping in everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was, they were very similar looking Mm -hmm. scenes when they did that. I also, so I like this last statement too, about um, another dark chaos remnant of a power that can reshape reality into a force for chaos. So that's what we're thinking about. Um, 
of how it reshapes something into a force for chaos. And think about when Jack Russell walked up to touch it and it blasted him back. And then later they Mm -hmm. held it up in front of him and it turned him into the werewolf. So reshaping reality into a force for chaos. I thought that was very cool parallel drawn Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And it's, and it's very possible that the bloodstone has a lot more power to it than just what they were using it for. They just didn't realize the true potential of this object. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm trying to remember if they gave much explanation for it um, other than like they put it on the creature to weaken it. Um, mm-hmm. And like it was a hereditary thing, not hereditary, but like um, <laughs> like an inherited thing. It's an heirloom. Uh, heirloom. Yeah. There you go. And um, but she would have gotten it if she hadn't disowned the family, which I'm curious to know that whole backstory. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm real curious to to know how else it's been used before, and I'm also curious to know just you know the end of the episode ends with everything becoming color. Is mm-hmm. the black and white just a stylistic thing to be like? the old movies or is there more to like is that actually a black and white universe that's gaining color because of the events of this like is there is it just a cool thing or is there meaning to it what do you think are you saying like is it like a wizard of oz type situation <laughs> i don't know but i mean but i mean they mentioned pleasantville you know the whole movie started off black and white and eventually well, and it, it plays color. somewhere yeah. over the rainbow at the end of the movie yeah that's true so yeah, like I don't know. I I kind of, or maybe it's like the Giver, in a in a way. Did you guys ever read that book in high school? Uh, not so high school. So long ago. I read that in junior high. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember this is a guy that so, gives stuff. Long story short, everybody can only see in like black and white and grays, mm-hmm. and it's because you find out later. Another spoiler, people, but. Um, uh, you find out later that they're like being drugged or, or manipulated in some some chemical way to prevent them from seeing like color and experiencing the world as it's meant to be seen. And uh, eventually, the protagonist discovers that and can see color and stuff. But like once the drugs and stuff wear off, they stop taking these drugs. They can see everything in color like normal. So hmm. maybe this bloodstone is kind of doing that for this um, this group of people or this area. I don't know. They don't, they don't ever really say like that they're for sure on Earth. Like mm-hmm. it could be a, another planet, you know, that's very similar to Earth because in the Marvel Universe, there are a lot of different planets that are very similar eco- ecosystem-wise uh, to Earth. And it's just that they have these variances and stuff. So I don't know. Well, we've it's also possible. established that it, we're in a multiverse now. It could just mm-hmm. be a different earth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This earth well, what didn't was have the color before the bloodstone. So what was the purpose for there being no color in uh, Thor? That particular world? So that particular world, yes, that's what the okay. world looks like. Okay. That was <laughs> a teeny, different situation. tiny little world that <laughs> <Yeah>. the ship <laughs> The goats. <laughs> oh, that's um, one of my favorite parts of the movie. So, what 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 is interesting though is you talk about the giver. We talk about Pleasantville. Those mm-hmm. visual changes are apparent to the characters. Where in this yes. short movie, whatever you want to call it, special, 
there is no indication from what I recall that anybody is noticing any shift mm-hmm. in color. Very true. Yeah. They, cause the only two people present at that point are Elsa and the older gentleman. That's like the Butler or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't really react to the color appearing. They're just kind of going about their normal stuff. Well, and then, then we whenever, cut to cut to Jack and man thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're already in color and they don't seem to react to it in any way. So, well, one thing that I also heard was, I mean, and I, I totally agree that directors can have, can use both things. It doesn't have to be a one or an other, mm-hmm. but also, yeah. um, the way that they had the blood splatter onto the camera and stuff, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the fact that it's in black and white makes it better for the ratings. Yep. That's exactly right. So that right. they don't have to be rated R with mm-hmm. that much yeah, like yeah. how in yeah. Thor love and thunder, the gold, when the, when the gods are being murdered and there's gold blood going mm-hmm. everywhere, it's yeah. okay. Cause it doesn't look like real <laughs> <right>. blood. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is definitely an old trick in Hollywood mm-hmm. to uh, kind of fudge on the ratings a bit. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of aliens don't have red blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I could talk about this movie and the cool things about it, but I just want to kind of re resume my mind and get it on track to remind myself that we're talking about the fact that this theory says the bloodstone has chaos magic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And- Shall we go to the comments then? Oh, sure. There was only a couple of YouTube comments that I thought were relevant. It was funny how many people were like, did you happen to notice in the top right corner, there was this tiny little circle that would pop up. Sometimes it's called a cigarette burn. Like mm-hmm. so many people were like, oh, I'm so smart for noticing this. <laughs> uh-huh. People will just wear me out. It's funny. Anyway, so Stephen Beeler said – the bloodstone could play a cool role in the future because it brings out the true monster, which means it could trigger Hulk, She-Hulk, and Abomination to their quote-unquote yeah. true form. Well, I'm curious about that because if it's supposed to bring out the true monster, it didn't do that to man thing. It subdued him. That's true. Yeah. So I don't understand. I think it's more of the way it's used. I think it it's has like, the almost like a spell of or both. something. That yeah, because that lady was saying a spell to make mm, that's true Jack turn into that's yeah. true the werewolf. Yeah, okay. um, and which would make is she a Scarlet Witch then? Maybe not a Scarlet Witch, but a witch. I don't know Wanda's aunt. I mean, she she definitely acted like a witch. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I did not <laughs> like her. She did a great job. Yeah. Oh yeah, so great next, actress. Yes. The next comment is from Tyler Dalrymple. That's fun. Uh, The comment Hmm. is, Bloodstone having reality stone powers makes sense. It could manipulate reality to make the monsters transform. There you go. Yeah. So that's that's a good point. If the blood or if the reality stone, if chaos magic can reshape reality, there's not like one particular rule of it only does this thing it's just a generalization that it can reshape reality well then that kind of goes in line with this thing is okay she used it to reshape the reality that this monster is super strong she also used it to reshape the reality that this guy is a man but also uh, i for, okay there's a random <clears throat> idea coming into my mind right now i love those okay 
could this come into play with like and, and I'm totally spitballing and throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what'll stick or whatever, but <laughs> could this come into play with secret invasion because it could reveal mm. the scrolls who are in hiding? That would be cool. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Maybe it could be used. I don't that know, way. we'll see. Or they could I like know. I mean Marvel Marvel does have a history of setting things up mm-hmm. like way in advance and kind <laughs> yeah. of laying the groundwork for stuff or they like could that. Just so it's possible. Get their blood and heat it up and see how it reacts to see if that's they're... wrong movie. Wrong Oops. movie. Okay. That's the thing. Man <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> thing. No, the thing. Okay. So um I I think we're about ready for a break, but before we go. I want to give a quick shout out to some friends of ours. I want to go on an adventure with Man-Thing. And I just want Spencer to respect my opinions. Okay. Well, one of those three things can actually happen. So I am going to shout out the podcast Two Chunks and a Hunk. It's a movie review show where hosts Carter, Jordan, and Doge passionately discuss new, classic, and not always relevant movies. And speaking of not relevant, hey, Michael, would you like to tell our listeners about their latest episode? (laughs) <laughs> just kidding michael you are relevant but i actually don't need you right now i can do this myself on october 25th you can listen to their review of tremors hey we covered a theory not too long ago that said footloose is a prequel to tremors this is the loose connection we're making to give us an excuse for cross promotion and you know maybe they could do a review of footloose for their next episode maybe And maybe they will join us on our show someday to discuss fan theories like in Jurassic Park. Why doesn't the Dilophosaurus attack Nedry when they first meet? Or did Tony Perkis from Heavyweights go on to create Globo Gym and Dodgeball? Or we could perhaps even discuss if Kevin McAllister from Home Alone grows up to become Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Wow, Laura. Uh, It almost sounds like you have an entire week of episodes planned for these guys. It sure does. Anyway, the Trimmers review from Two Chunks and Hunk will go live tomorrow. Tuesday the 25th. Be sure to check it out. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's triviality. Monsters are as old as humanity itself. Monsters embody our fears. Yet, they help us define the boundaries of what it means to be human. We know most monsters aren't real. Yet, we can use monsters to learn about reality, psychology, biology, folklore, literature, critical thinking. We're on a journey to learn about the world through the lens of monsters. And we hope you'll come along with us. Subscribe at monstertalk.org.
back. I don't know about y'all, but I'm itching to rate this theory. Get it? Itching? Because dogs have fleas. <laughs> I get it. So is is there a full moon where you guys live? Get it? Like, where is in werewolf? And werewolves love full moons. <laughs> that was a really good one, Mike. You should take a bow. Wow, it was good. Get it? Bow, wow, the sound a dog makes. I've never actually heard a dog say bow, wow. You know, I've never actually heard a dog say anything because dogs don't talk. I've heard Michael explain our theory rating scale on 44 episodes of Fan Theory Queries. Think we could make it an even 45? Sure, but 45 isn't even. It's odd. Like you. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. All right, so is the Bloodstone a remnant of chaos magic? I need to know. Um, I don't mind uh, rating first. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm going to say I think this is a plausible theory um, because, I, I mean, I want to see so much more from this Werewolf by Night universe or, or whatever, whatever you could yes. consider it. I want. I mean, I wish it was a series. Um, this is the kind of thing that I can definitely get behind, um, which is interesting because I remember seeing the trailer for it and thinking, oh, that doesn't look interesting to me. But it is, and I liked it. Um, but all that to say, yeah, I think it's plausible. Uh, we I need to see more to know just some other instances and examples of this thing being used. But from what we see and the way it's been used, it's reshaping reality in, in a certain way, which is what chaos magic does apparently. And so, sure. I think it's plausible. Um, yeah. I think you, uh, I think you hit it uh, right on the head, Spencer. Um, for me, it's, it's plausible as well. Um, there's just, there's just enough facts for me to think that it's a possibility and a, probably a very good possibility. Um, but there's not quite enough for me to just stray into the genius territory with this. So like you said, I, I need to see a little bit more, but I, I think it's a very, very solid plausible. For me, werewolf by night is so beyond the cookie cutter Marvel that we've gotten for mm -hmm. so long, but it's still not enough to make me believe they're not going to keep following their same formulaic stuff that since it's red and Wanda's <laughs> music or magic is red and the reality stone is red. <laughs> I definitely believe that this is a remnant of chaos mag magic. So I will call this genius. Nice. Uh, I just, I think that as much as they respect their audience, there are still plenty of their audience who how do I how do I say this kindly? You don't have to say it kindly at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, they need that handhold of like, oh, since it's red, it must be linked with this thing because they're red, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. So <laughs> that's why I will call this genius. Uh, I mean, we, they, we we clearly needed our handheld, or at least you and I did. I like holding your hand anyway. But uh, we didn't catch this. And <laughs> because it's red, we were able to make that connection because this person told us it was. 
Right. I think the connection will be made down the line. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, because yeah. I'm pretty confident Wanda is going to come back mm-hmm. and possibly like Elsa and Wanda's paths will cross. Because um, I love think, that. Yeah. And um, I, I I think that there will be some kind of recognition there. Uh, yeah. So that's why I'm giving this a genius. Maybe if uh, Wanda goes up and hugs uh, Jack Russell he turns into a wolf. Maybe. Because she's... <laughs> okay, well, since I made a... Because she's a full moon? <laughs> no, because she's a chaos magic. <laughs> if they put the redstone on him and he turns into a werewolf, if she hugs him and she is chaos magic, then... Well, she's yeah. not... She's a person. She just... No, she's not. She's a witch. Chaos. Okay. <laughs> she, she channels the chaos magic. Okay. There you go. She channels it. <laughs> Well, since we've clarified that, it's probably about time to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, talking about a show that's in black and white made me recall this fascinating movie detail I saw on Reddit the other day. I didn't realize this, but user Tommy St. Johnny explained that actors in black and white movies were often putting their lives in danger during driving scenes as they weren't able to tell if traffic lights were red or green. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think about that, did you? Like, and they still got paid so oh, much. Poor Buster lower. Keaton couldn't see the colors. Yeah. <laughs> so much of a lower pay, despite the increase in danger. Wow, yeah. that's incredible! Mm-hmm. What a fact. You learn something that, every day. It's amazing. You, you truly blew my mind with that one. <laughs> I can see the blood all yes. over the room in there. Is it red or is it black? <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, where do those super creepy angel statues that cry in Doctor Who come from? Uh, they're called Weeping Angels, Spencer. Yes. Could they actually be former Time Lords? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said yes. I know. Yes. Just cracked me up. <laughs> Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like All Creatures, When Things Go Wrong, and Who Arted? How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while revelling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the Labours of Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decodence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Rain and the world! Where legends are made. Oh, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism, 
villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy, and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood, available now wherever you get podcasts. Thank you.